BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey there, beauties. Welcome back to our show. It's Breaking Beauty Podcast. And you know by now we're Jill and Carlene, two beauty editors turned podcasters. We're back on this Wednesday. It's after Labor Day, which in my view is the official start of fall. That's what I think. And we have a really exciting guest, Carlene, someone that we haven't caught up with in a couple of years. That's right. We're welcoming Hiram Yarbrough. And he is also known as Skincare by Hiram on YouTube and TikTok, where he earned upwards of 6 million followers in just four months with his brutally honest brand reviews, critiquing celebrity skincare routines and reacting to his followers' skin transformation videos. That was back in 2020 and right around the time that we first had him on our show. Yeah. And we hosted him, I believe, the same week that New York Times dubbed him the Gen Z Whisperer. Mm -hmm. And it's really exciting to see and catch up with Hiram at this stage of his career two years in, which is like an eternity in social media years, I feel like. Hiram has since launched a skincare line called Selfless by Hiram. It's powered by the Inky List. And the whole MO there is to connect the beauty industry with social change. And in June of this year, Hiram launched Just a Position, a weekly podcast where he sits down with fellow creators and tastemakers, offering a safe space to explore the issues of mental health, navigating the complex world of social media, vulnerability, and how to make a positive social impact in skincare as well, obviously. Some of his guests have included fellow YouTuber Molly Burke, viral hairstylist creator Brad Mondo, and now us. It's the summer of pod swaps. I love doing pod swaps. And tomorrow we will be featured as guests on Hiram's show, Just a Position. It's part of the Cadence 13 network. And we are discussing what it's like to work on our own podcast versus our whole devil wears Prada moment back in our magazine days. We talk about how we deal with negative reviews of our show and negative comments. And I also drop some new product favorites that I've never talked about on our show before, including a new SPF, along with a shameless plug of a foot product. Yes, a foot product that I couldn't help myself. It was like show and tell. And I just had to let Hiram and you and all of his listeners know about it. So please be sure to listen and enjoy it. Give Just a Position a follow, a rate, review, because it is a new show. So we want to support Hiram in this space. Yes. And how about a follow for us as well on Apple Podcasts? Uh, You want to make sure that you are automatically have these episodes downloaded that we drop for you every single Wednesday. 
And I mean, we we should think about doing a follow for follow. A lot of you guys out there, your content creators as well. Show us what you're working on. You know, we follow you, you follow us. Let's let's work this algorithm together. Hell yeah. Just loving that. I love that spirit, the whole notion. So let's tell everybody what they're going to be hearing about in our chat with Hiram today. Absolutely. We are chatting about the future of social media. Where is it all going? There is a 2.0 in the air. It is so palpable. We're going to be talking about this new Be Real app. Also, you know, Hiram gets really real actually on a lot of topics on both both our podcast and his. So brands he used to hate that now he loves, he comes clean about that. And he also shares with us the one skincare product that he and Haley Bieber bonded over. Because, you know, when you have 6.2 million TikTok followers, that's that's how you roll. Yeah, that's the access you get. So that was fascinating. So stay tuned until the end because we had a much different type of conversation with Hiram this time than we did two years ago. We really had a lot of fun. And at the end, we asked him a whole would you rather game? And I think actually we stumped him on a couple of those. It was a lot of fun. So make sure you listen right to the end. And for any products that we mentioned, of course, we recap every single episode over on our website, which is breakingbeautypodcast.com. So enjoy the chat. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers' promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Hey, Hiram. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. It's been almost exactly two years since you are guest on our show. So much has happened. So much to catch up on. Are you still having fun with TikTok? Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's, It's honestly so cool. Two years later being to, you know, getting back on, being able to have a conversation with you guys. So thank you for having me. If I'm still having fun on TikTok, yes, I am. Uh, TikTok, although I will say, I've taken a bit of a step back to posting as aggressively and frequently on TikTok. Love the platform. I think it's so much fun, but wow, it just is going a million miles an hour and sometimes I need to take it slow. So I'm taking more breaks now just for mental health, but still, still enjoying it, still loving it. Yeah, that's great. Well, you have a lot of you have a lot more on the go these days. For yes. example, your podcast, Just a Position, which we are going to be on tomorrow because this is a true pod swap. And I know that your podcast, it's it's really different than your TikTok because it's not just mm-hmm. about like, well, it's not about skincare reactions and, mm-hmm. you know, skincare even necessarily. It's conversations with other content creators that really go deeper, right? It gets to something that's a bit more vulnerable. And I think a lot for a lot of content creators, you're facing similar types of challenges, right? So what made you decide to drop this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when it comes to the online space, you know, and the way that we consume content and the interpersonal relationships that we develop with the people, you know, that we watch and listen to, it can be really easy to only like see one side of them, only know like one singular narrative or for a lot of creators or individuals online feel like 
they're only able to share one element of themselves. So I wanted to create just a position as an opportunity to highlight, you know, the other, you know, elements of people, who they are, you know, mental health, um, challenges and journeys that they've been able to go through and just kind of take a deeper look at humans in order to start a conversation around, you know, duality and, 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 you know, hopefully inspire listeners to just be interested in the human story and be more empathetic from a multifaceted approach beyond skincare. But I still have skincare integrated in the episodes because I'm like, I need to know the deets on what your skincare journey has been <laughs> and what your favorite products are. So it's, it's, a good, it's a fun balance. That's awesome. So what's been the most moving conversation that you've had on the microphone so far, whether it was something you shared personally or that encouraged one of your guests to open up or maybe just something a guest shared with you that was a bit unexpected or moving for you? Oh, man. You know, it's been really incredible from so many different levels, like because I built to hear about, you know, like challenging um, mental health experiences like Nicole Raffier. um, She's a YouTuber who does really fun personality dominant videos talked about, you know, her struggles with mental health and specifically like picking at her skin and kind of the mental health ramifications of that, which was, you know, really eye-opening and I think really vulnerable of her to share, you know, selfishly for the podcast. It's really inspiring to me to hear these stories just even on my own and talk to these people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. We were kind of talking about this on your show, but like the next where is social media going? What is the next phase? And I'm curious to hear your take on that. But I think, you know, from my perspective and what your podcast seems to be about is like just getting to the heart of who these creators are and understanding that they're actually humans Mm -hmm. and not, you know, just like machines. And, you know, like you had said on your show, Five years ago, it was so different. It was that perfect picture. Everything mm-hmm. was like filtered and it was highly produced before you put anything out. And so I think it's very healthy for people to understand, you know, the behind the scenes of who their favorite creators really are when they're not showing you a perfect picture. And and I'm curious if you've checked out or what you think about this new app, Be Real. Mm, that yes. right? Because yeah. So just just a quick update for anyone who doesn't know, this is a social media app that asks users to post unfiltered photos of themselves once a day. So it's meant to encourage, I think, Jill, you were telling me like you get pinged. So you mm-hmm. have to post yep. like right away. So you don't have time to produce anything really. Yeah. Have you checked it out? What's your take yeah, on this? Actually, so literally my team just got me on Be Real last week to test it out because I was just like, I don't really get this app. It's kind of confusing. And literally I was thinking about it today. I was like, this might be like my favorite current app that I have because yeah. it's just, it's so authentic and just stripped away and very organic because like what you were asking about, you know, with the future of social media, I think, you know, people, there's, I honestly sense a collective sense of exhaustion in viewers and people Mm -hmm. who use social media kind of perpetrated by the pandemic, you know, with so many people being at home, mass consuming content, so many new content creators coming up. It's kind of created this culture of, competition for attention, which has always been prevalent, you know, in the social media space. But I think it's gotten really aggressive lately because there is just so much content. Everyone's just trying to hook you within the first 0.1 second of watching a piece of content. 
And I think, you know, there's a collective sense of exhaustion in the sense that people just kind of feel overwhelmed. And I've even gotten to the point where I used to be able to, you know, be on TikTok for like two hours straight and not even blink an eye. Now, after like 10 minutes, I'm like, oh man, okay. I'm kind of exhausted <laughs> you know, being on this app because it's just <laughs> so much in your face constantly. And so I think people are mass kind of moving to a more authentic tone in the type of content that they consume and also just kind of more checks and balances for where they're spending their time on social media, which is why I think on YouTube, you're seeing video essays and analysis videos, you know, getting so much attention and being one of the most rapid growing sectors on the YouTube space, more long form videos, podcasts, you know, are really exploding. And I think Be Real is a testament to that where people are like, we're over the filters. We're over the picture perfect shots every single time. Um, the perfectly curated content in a very high production, you know, way. And that's the nice thing about Be Real is like once you're pinged. Uh, although I will admit, I always yeah. post really late on Be Real. But basically, once you're <laughs> yeah. pinged, you have to take a snapshot of you. There's no way to edit the photos at all. There's no way to you know doctor them up. Uh, you just post them, and it's with the face reactions and stuff. It's just such a fun platform. I, I really like it. I don't know. Have have you guys both gotten on it? Yeah. I haven't, but I want to. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one, I have an account, but I, I haven't um, like added all my friends yet for the pinging. But my favorite one that I saw that a girl shared, it was like a screen grab of her herself. So it was her own photo that she shared on Be Real. <laughs> she was at the gynecologist's office. So it's literally her <laughs> in the stirrups and like the gynecologist like just pops his head up <laughs> and she oh snaps God, the she's photo like looking down and she's like, this is as real as it gets, people. I love this it. is as real I as it gets. It. And this is the moment that we that we definitely are at. And I think you're onto something definitely with that whole exhaustion. I think people are definitely tired of, you know, being dictated by the algorithm and algorithms have become mm -hmm. so fine tuned to be as addictive yeah. as possible that I think, you know, people are really waking up to it. And I think a lot of people are just kind of, you know, saying like, no, this is not the type of content that I want to consume. And I think that's one of the reasons why Be Real has just exploded so much. And even though I was so hesitant at first, I was just like, honestly, for me, I was like, oh, it's another app. Another yeah. social yeah. media platform. I cannot do this. But once I actually got on it, I was like, oh, this is exactly the type of content that I want to consume because it's no effort. It's not mentally taxing. It's it's not, you don't go down, you know, the negative mental pit holes of comparison as much as the mm -hmm. other platforms. And it's it's just fun, you know? That's all it is. Just it's fun. just once yeah. a day. It's once yeah. a day. It's Amazing. kind of like, I think why, I think it's why Wordle took off too. Cause it was like, mm -hmm. it's once a day and you just do it and you're done and that's it. And then you can like text your friends, your Wordle score, <laughs> whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, it's less pressure. Absolutely. And it's something we can still awesome. all bond over, which I think is the power of social media. This episode is brought to you in part by Macy's. Hey friends, it's Jill here. And I wanted to share a little life update with all of you. I have to move this fall, same city and everything, but my landlord is moving back into my rental. So I do need to find a new place. So this is a little unexpected and I really do hate moving. I mean, who likes it? But the one silver lining in all of this is that I am actually getting kind of excited to redecorate a new place 
And the fact that I get to shop for new decor is fun. I've started a whole Pinterest page for it and everything. And I'm really all about trying to make my space as inviting as possible. And the one trend that I do feel deeply connected to and I just can't quit is rustic home decor, probably because I grew up on a farm. I mean, when I see a reclaimed wood mantle over a fireplace, like that gets me every time. Macy's has tons of farmhouse inspo for me to get cozy this fall. I feel like they really have accents that make it easy to bring a piece of the countryside into your home. Yes, even if your home is an apartment in a city like me. One item in particular that I have my eye on is this sage green dinnerware set. They're really uniquely shaped, the plates and the bowls. They have this kind of artisanal quality to them. And the sage green color is really rich and really inviting. I can't wait to have a dinner party and have all of my friends over. And by dinner party, I do mean ordering takeout and putting it on these really nice plates. And there's, of course, warm and rustic decor, lush foliage, cozy blankets and bedding. You better believe I'm getting a whole new set of flannel cozy sheets. So if you want to get in on this trend too, head on over to Macy's.com slash own your style. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. We'll link to this URL in our show notes and on our website. Now back to today's guest. So Hiram, mm-hmm. we got to talk to you about skincare, of course. So Selfless yes, by course. Hiram, powered by the Inky List. I've seen it out and about on the store shelves. So I assume it's still thriving. So tell us what's happening with that venture and maybe what we can expect coming up soon. Wow, it has been just the biggest learning experience ever because going from the social media space into a product space and you know having to run a brand and learn about all the different elements of not only creating the products, but after the brand has launched, you know, maintaining it and growing it and coming out with new formulas and all that kind of stuff. It's, wow, it's a lot, but it's, it's incredible. And the thing that I'm most proud of is just the social impact it's been able to have. We've been able to, in one year, protect over 200,000 of acres of rainforest from deforestation in Bolivia and provide thousands of people with clean drinking water for 50 years, which to me was what I set out to do with the brand. And it's, you know, equally as inspirational to me to see the amount of people who have really connected with the products, seen beneficial results in their skin, but also see people connect with that social impact and it actually being generated and that lasting global change, you know, being sustained. Yeah. What's the runaway bestseller? Best the bestseller on the line. Yeah. So the bestseller has been the retinol and rainbow algae repair serum, which I am really happy to see that because retinol is such an intimidating ingredient, as I'm sure you guys Mm -hmm. have experienced. Retinol can really mess your skin up if you're, you know, not if you have sensitive skin, if you are not tolerable to it. And I really wanted to make sure that this retinol was a very gentle formula that is accessible by people with sensitive skin. And the amount of people like I was able to film a video with Haley Bieber and she was able to use the retinol and told me afterwards that it's the first retinol she's ever used where she didn't get a negative reaction to it, which, you know, made me super happy. So that's that's been wow. the best best selling product. Yeah, so that's far. a good one. That's a yeah. good one. That's a highlight. <laughs> now, if you were to if you were to rewind, if you were to rewind anything you would do differently starting a skincare brand over again. Ooh, it's so hard to say. I I am someone who I don't like to focus on regrets because I do believe that like everything I've done has gotten me to this point. I think the the most resounding thing is that I 
throughout the creation of the brand, wanted to be involved in every single element possible. Because for me, I was like, I need to know, you know, I was reading the the hundreds of pages about every, you know, like ingredient supplier and learning about their sustainability and sourcing standards and, you know, the the color palettes and the, the packaging options. Like I wanted to be involved in every element. And I, I've learned this lesson many times, but this was probably the biggest time was that I pushed myself really, really hard and burnt myself out pretty bad by wanting to be involved in everything and, you know, having that level of attention to detail to the point that shortly after the brand launched, I had to like kind of take a little bit of a break from a lot of what was going on because I was just like, I have no energy, no motivation. I, you know, just completely burnt myself out. And looking back, you know, part of me is like, I should have taken it easier But at the same time, I don't know if I could have stood behind a brand that I created without having that level of attention to detail. So is it something I regret? No. But looking back, I'm just like, oh, Hiram, take a chill pill. Jeez, calm down. (laughs) Stop working. (laughs) I can't even imagine how many decisions have to be made when when you're creating a brand from scratch. It would be a lot. And I wanted to ask you, we talked a lot about this on your show about content creators and some of the challenges. And I'm curious because, you know, when you blew up, part of what you became really known for was these brutally honest product reviews, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think people really appreciate that because you don't see a lot of that in the space. You know, you see like 80%, maybe even 90% of product reviews is like, I love it. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a very small margin of people who are like, this is absolute shit. So it's definitely <laughs> one way to stand out in mm-hmm. the space, you know, mm-hmm. but what happens is, and I think what happened with you as well is when you're new to the space mm-hmm. and, you know, you're, but you're buying these products, you're buying them at the drugstore, you're buying them at the department store and you're accountable to nothing and nobody. And mm-hmm. you can say anything that you want. As you become really prominent, these brands are approaching approaching you for collaborations and for work, and and it can be like very very lucrative, right? Mm-hmm. People buy, you know, make careers out of this. Yeah. So how have you navigated that in terms of just like, do you still feel like you you know you would feel comfortable being like this is this product is absolute crap, or are you kind of more democratic now with your words? That is such a good question and something I'm thinking about all the time. So I'm really grateful you asked that. Yeah, you know, when I started creating videos and just sharing my, you know, brutally honest opinion where I'm just like, this is not worth it. I do not like this. You know, at that point in time, I really had no conception of people viewing my videos. And truthfully, for the first two years, no one was watching my videos. I mean, maybe I'll have like 100 or 200 (laughs) views per video. I think like my most in the first two years was like, uh, like a thousand. I don't know. It was, it was very minimal views. And so I really just felt like, oh, I can, you know, talk about it. However, now as I grew, you know, slowly over time, I started to conceptualize the reality of like, oh, wow, people are actually watching my videos and people are listening to me just rattle off, like, however I feel about these products. And I stand by like what I you have said in past videos. Sometimes I look back, like I remember looking at my recently, my Kylie Cosmetics review video and just cringing because I was like, oh, Hiram, okay, you maybe could have said 
things in a little bit of a nicer way. <laughs> so sometimes the the delivery, I think, was was a little extra intense. But at the same time, I wanted to, to be that person where people felt like they were, you know, just shopping through the, the you know, shopping through Sephora and were able to get an honest opinion. I think for me, it hasn't been a challenge from a brand partnership standpoint, because actually the amount of brands that have approached me after me having previously ripped apart some of their products has definitely overwhelmed me. And, you know, for, and been encouraging to me to see kind of their openness to growing and changing or developing more formulas that are, you know, more accessible to say, people with sensitive skin. And, you know, it's been cool Mm. having conversations and being able to say like, okay, yeah, I don't like these products that you have, but you came out with a sensitive skin line that I absolutely love. It's so cool. So there hasn't been hesitation there. I'd say where the hesitation has more been is the pressure, (laughs) I'd say, of having so many people watch a review video where I say have torn a product apart in the past And just seeing the sheer amount of, you know, criticism that can come from that is definitely like a pressure I didn't anticipate because I never anticipated that many people watching my videos. And I think kind of dealing with the repercussions of that, it has, you know, made me be a lot more reflective of like the way that I speak to products and making sure that it's always you know, I've always wanted it to be constructive, but making sure that it's interpreted in a way also that is constructive and and comes off the right way. So I still in my videos, I'm just like, you know, when I'm reacting to a skincare routine, we'll be like, "Mm, I don't like that ingredient. I don't like that ingredient. I don't think this product is worth it. Here's an alternative that I recommend. But, you know, is it still the same tone (laughs) as when I started my videos and had no concept of people actually watching them? I have tried to take a more, you know, a more conscious approach to the way that I talk about products, if that makes sense. Got it. That's smart. Evolving and growing. That's what (laughs) we do. I always always say like, but back in the day, you used to see, this was when people mostly were blogging or just starting Instagram accounts. And it would always say in their bio, PR friendly. And in my mind, I always thought, Mm, you know, those are the people that actually, well, if you really want brands to come calling and send you stuff, you say it's like the real talk is what gets their attention. It really Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. It's like the friendly, there's a lot of those out there, but people giving the real talk, there's just not that many. And that's why people respond to, you know, the real talk from creators like yourself. And I think it is important to have in the mix. But just on the topic of creators, you know, Carlene and I have talked a lot about certainly, you know, in the YouTube days and Instagram, I feel like it was a bit of the Wild West at the beginning. Creators were getting compensated to promote certain products and stuff. And they and they should be, honestly, because they're putting a lot of time into their their content. You're but, moving and you're moving product for them. Hell Let's yes, absolutely. A lot. Absolutely. More than most magazines did back in the day, I have to say. But mm. at the FTC finally did, you know, sort of lay out those guidelines and say, if you are partnering yes. with a brand, you have, there's all these rules to follow, right? In YouTube. And it's pretty clear, but I'm so mm-hmm. curious, like on TikTok, I, I personally think there's not as many people following that rule. So I'm just curious mm, what I your see. thoughts are on that. If you think it's as rampant yeah. or are do you, cause you are a big creator on that platform. Do you feel like they crack down on it or they sort of like let it fly? 
What's your take? Yeah, I mean, this is a great question. I will say for, you know, any creators or people who are watching, FTC definitely keeps an eye out. And so Mm -hmm. it's good to be cautious. And you, it's always, it's following the law. That's what it is. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. people have some like back and forth conversation about it, but I'm like, regardless, you have to follow the law. And I think on TikTok, it's definitely a platform where there's the loosest, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of perspective when it comes to Mm an enforcement. Yeah. Like for example, I'll see a sponsored video from a creator where there's no visual marks showing that it's sponsored on the video, which is an FTC guideline. There's no indicator at the beginning of the caption that it's a sponsored post, which is another FTC guideline. And at best, it will be a hashtag that says, you know, partner at the very end of a long caption where it's hidden by, you know, TikTok's collapsible caption feature. So the only way mm-hmm. people would be able to know that it's sponsored is by going through all the, you know, 10 hashtags that they have within the caption that's hidden by the collapsible feature. That's three FTC violations alone. And so it's... We got an FTC cop <laughs> right here. It's, it, it, <laughs> He's undercover. I Somehow literally have, I don't think that Hiram is an offender. You know, I've, I've read through the FTC guideline booklet so many times. And I here's the thing. I have never been the person to come for a creator where I think the responsibility falls because sometimes creators just don't know, you know, where I think the responsibility Mm -hmm, falls is with the brand. They should have, you know, mandatory FTC complicit guidelines contractually Mm -hmm. present to the creator when they, like before they even start to make the content so that the creator knows from their very beginning, these are all the things that you have to tick in order to make sure that the sponsorship is properly disclosed. And I have, you know, had experiences in, you know, discussions back and forth with brands where, you know, sometimes brands will be a little pushy to, you know, be more in the gray area when it comes to a sponsorship disclosure. And I just don't think that's honest. And I really, for me, I've had to enforce it on, on my own, just from a, you know, front facing perspective to make sure that it's very clear to, you know, brands that I've worked with that I'm going to be following FTC guidelines. And I think, you know, not only brands should be responsible to do that, but I'd highly recommend creators do it as well, because um, first off, it's, you know, it's ethical. Secondly, it's the law. And thirdly, you know, you don't want to have to deal with any ramifications of, you know, a FTC crackdown or investigation or any of that kind of stuff. It's just not fun. I haven't experienced it, thankfully, but like it's something you would not want to experience. So I don't know. That's kind of my overall opinion on it. I guess it's more yeah. technical, but I think I think we need to be much more aware of it. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's kind of the Wild West on there. Like considering mm-hmm. that most blog and website headlines these days, like every month they have these 26 products are viral Mm -hmm. on TikTok right now. So I think brands and creators understand like going viral on TikTok is, it is it right now. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of those cases, like a lot of that stuff has been paid for and, Mm -hmm. you know, with the creator and it's not been disclosed. I can't, Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how much, but I think it's happening. That's my guess. Something else that you really became famous for that really kind of popped off were your reaction videos, right? To people's skincare routines. So what trend is happening on TikTok right now that has you gooped and gagged, whether it's like a celebrity doing Mm -hmm. it or otherwise? Mm -hmm. What's your reaction? 
Oh man, there's like a few different ones. I feel like with a lot of the TikTok skincare trends that I see, I'm just like, oh, not a fan. Don't like where this is going. <laughs> but um, there, there has been a recent trend called, I believe it's a jelly skin. Have you guys heard of it at all? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Heard so I believe it was started by and if I'm wrong on this, just like, let me know. But Glow with Ava is a content creator who I really love. I believe she started this trend and it's been going around and causing a lot of buzz where it's, you know, creating the very bouncy, hydrated, glowy, supple skin look mm -hmm. by really honing in on, you know, hydration, um, nurturing the moisture barrier, using a petrolatum-based product overnight, aka slugging, and just really honing in on making sure there's as much hydration in the skin as possible, which is a TikTok trend that I actually like because I'm like, wow, it's focused on making sure your skin isn't dehydrated. It's using good, effective, data-backed products to achieve the look, not a DIY, you know, like mixture, um, you know, a, yeah. a hack that you sometimes see on TikTok. And I've, I think I've been thinking that trend is is really cool. And also, I'd say my favorite trend that has come out of TikTok, which is kind of I'd say it's still trending, but I'm I'm a little bit behind when it comes to this one. It's just slugging overall. I still yeah. like, love that trend. I think it's so beneficial for so many people to use a petrolatum-based product to prevent that transepidermal water loss and just get that mm -hmm. really transformed skin. So yeah, I'd say those are like my top two. Top At the end of the I day, see. it just comes down to good old Vaseline, folks. Yeah. It's just good old Vaseline. <laughs> good old basic Vaseline. That's all you need. Clay de po, nah. What's that? <laughs> Have you guys heard of the vabbing, the vabbing trend on TikTok? Have you heard oh of this? Oh my gosh. What is yes, that? I just barely heard of this. I was shooketh. <laughs> what, what is Shook it? Can somebody explain core. it to the... The old one in the room? <laughs> Tell me. It's okay. It's What's the word. Dabbing? It's the word vagina and dabbing put together. So vabbing. Oh. And okay. it's about the creators who have spearheaded this trend. They are basically using their own intimate fluids, for lack okay. of a better word. Under so you're seeing Understood. their hand go down their pants. And oh, wow. they are then dabbing that <gasps> uh, intimate fluid behind their ears or on their wow. neck or whatever. Yep. It's, it's, it's like the new DIY Pheromone. perfume trend. Yes. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's a fragrance trend. Oh, wow. You yeah. just had my live reaction on the mic, everyone. I don't think my mouth has ever been wider. Wow. Yeah. yeah we should, interesting. She's okay. in shock and awe. I, it's, uh, so, okay. Are people claiming, are they like snagging dates with this? Or yeah. What? Yeah. It, does it work? Really, yeah. It's the new, I mean, Who's I personally haven't tried trend? it. I haven't tried it, but apparently like Cosmo and all of those are definitely on it. And it's apparently right. the the move of the hot girl summer, which is, okay. you know, we're still in yeah. hot girl summer. So we'll see. We'll see how it okay. uh, parlays into yeah. fall. There'll probably be okay. another trend. <laughs> I find it so fascinating because it's it's not some a trend I would be able to participate in, nor am I the demographic <laughs> that would be this trend would appeal to mostly. <laughs> so I you find know, it Hiram, very interesting. I'm sure that I'm sure that there, there's always a new twist. You could always do a new twist on you it. You know what? I am okay not being an innovator <laughs> on that front. You know, I will let the people you know, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a celebrity future celebrity fragrance trend. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll I think, see. I feel like goop is going to be all over mm -hmm. this. There'll be like mm -hmm. a vabbing handbook, uh, a vabbing candle, candle. I, a vabbing candle. 
<laughs> yes. Just wait. Totally Doesn't she already have that? Smells like my vagina. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. I just wanted to get the reaction on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got mine. So curious, what's on your radar right now that you're loving for fall that's coming up? I know you get sent everything in advance, probably much further <laughs> in advance than even we get it, even though you're located in Hawaii. It's probably like it takes a minute to ship it there. Tell us what's what's on your, you know, your wish list for fall drugstore skincare. Oh, you know, the brand that has been really capturing my attention from a drugstore level is Bioma which is at Target. They've been in Europe for a little while, but they've been having their moment here in the U.S. and really exploding at Target. They have a rich cream that I found to be really interesting that I'm, I mean, it's summertime in Hawaii and I have combination oily skin. So rich creams are not something that I'm regularly using, but come fall time and with travel and everything, I'm really interested to that brand has been really capturing my attention. I've been liking their formulas and the rich cream has been okay. definitely on my eye to start using come fall. What brand do you find that you recommend the most for like, I know you have your own line, obviously, <laughs> but what else? Like for other people your age, you know, they're back to school, back to campus. Mm-hmm. What do they like? What do you find you recommend? Yeah, I find myself recommending a lot. Well, for an online brand, Crave Beauty, um, constantly recommending. They're probably they probably come up the most as a brand I recommend because oh, the wow. products are a good price point. But they're very they're similar so to like good. a drugstore price point. The formulas are just so innovative. Leah Yu is a genius, and everything the brand does, I just absolutely love. Have been recommending a lot to the Avino Oat Gel Restore line. If people are like, I just want something I can find at the drugstore, super easy, very simple. The Avino Oat Gel line. It's really good formulas and consistencies and has performed really well on my skin and I feel has worked for multiple skin types, all while like boosting the health and the nourishment of the moisture barrier. So I find myself recommending that. And then I, ironically, with the more and more people I get, you know, coming to me or commenting saying like, oh, my skin's freaking out. My skin didn't like this product. I'm having, you know, all these concerns. I found myself also recommending Vanna cream a lot, (laughs) just like back to the basics Mm -hmm. where I'm like, you know what, if your skin's freaking out, if everything you're trying is sensitizing it, Mm -hmm. just try good old Vanna cream, try and reset your skin and move forward from there. So I'd say those are like, like the top three brands I find myself mentioning. Love it. And what about like a self-care moment? I know you mentioned you kind of like had a little bit of burnout after launching the Mm -hmm. brand and just like the demanding schedule of being on TikTok and all. I remember when we talked to you back in the day, you're like, I record my videos till between like two and four in the morning. And I was just like, oh my (laughs) goodness, like he is awake 24 hours a day. So what have you learned from that time? What are some self-care practices that you actually do that really do make a difference for you now? Yeah, that is such a great question. Of course, it is a work in progress, but the best self-care thing that I've been implementing a lot more that I've noticed it having improved so much is sleep. It used to be I was getting like consistently, regularly, like three hours of sleep a night, pulling an all-nighter a week type of energy. And recently I've been making a lot more of an active effort to get a full night's rest to at least get in five hours, if not six hours. And focusing on that beauty sleep because it really is one of the most critical and important things. And I noticed not only from a mental health perspective, but also just lifestyle and skin perspective, how much a lack of sleep was really impacting my life. What's your trick to winding down? Because you are a busy person. You have a lot going on, a lot of demands on your time. Mm -hmm. And so when you do try to go to bed, like, are you the person just falls asleep right away? Or do you have any kind of practices where you're like, 
this is how I'm going to get my best sleep or how I wind down. I'm someone who really struggles focusing on a book. My attention is just all over the place, but I've recently been listening to audiobooks. And the one that I just finished yesterday was I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. If you both have not checked That's out that book. That's on my list. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. On my list. I was literally tearing up crying, <sighs> listening to it. So I've been getting into audiobooks and listening to that before I go to bed. Yeah. I, there's something so powerful about people's memoirs being read by the, mm -hmm. it, she reads it, right? She does. And that's why I she loved it. it. Yeah. 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 It's an amazing yeah, book. That's, it's though. a pretty intense title. So I've been like putting it off, mm -hmm. but I, everyone says it's so good. This episode has been sponsored by Audible. <laughs> I know, basically. <laughs> Should be. Where are you, Audible? <laughs> no, it's even though it's a very heavy title and very heavy subject material, Jeanette McCurdy has such yeah. a wit and humor to her that makes it so enjoyable. So highly recommend checking it out. Well, now we need to do our fun round of Would You Rather before we let you Ooh, go. Awesome. These are going to be rapid fire. So I'm, I'm going to get it started. I'm going to kick it off. Would you rather use the same youth to the people or selfless by Hiram face cleanser every day or <laughs> rotate through every single different cleanser at Sephora, Ulta, CVS and beyond for the rest of your life? Oh, you know what? Use the same cleanser every day. I can picture the breakouts from rotating through cleansers. So use the same one every day. <laughs> that was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> was a good one. You passed. You passed. <laughs> Would you rather be exclusively TikTok famous or exclusively YouTube famous? Oh, YouTube. A hundred times. Love the community. Yep. Okay. Right. Would you rather go to the launch of a beauty product by Lady Gaga or a beauty product by Machine Gun Kelly? Lady Gaga. Oh my gosh. Monster over <laughs> here. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Would you rather always be looking in a mirror or never looking in a mirror again? Mm, never. I feel like mirrors are kind of toxic to me <laughs> and I could use less, less yeah. mirrors in my life and just focus on the moment. I hear nice. you. Would you rather have to follow The Rock's fitness routine for a month or get one of Pete Davidson's tattoos? Oh. By the way, I stole this question from <laughs> Teen Vogue. So okay. shout out Teen Vogue. <laughs> shout out to her. They, oh my God. They have Credit the best would you rather questions. If you guys want to play this game at a party, I recommend it. Wow. <laughs> that is a hard one because I love tattoos. But honestly, I've been really wanting to focus on fitness recently. So I'd have to say follow The Rock's fitness routine for a month. That's probably all I'll do for a month, just that and sleep. But <laughs> I'd do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be Kylie Jenner's personal assistant for a year or let Elon Musk name your firstborn child? <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. This is tricky. E Elon, Elon Musk. Unique name. You know, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably won't be able to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a series of zeros and symbols. He has exactly. a lot of kids. So maybe, maybe he'll just be like Mike by the time he names your kid. You know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might who be knows? <laughs> Would you rather be prom king or queen or the valedictorian? Oh, valedictorian. Ooh, but that also requires the work and I am not a good student. If it means I don't have to do all the, the studious work, valedictorian. Otherwise, you know, love a good okay. crown. <laughs> okay. 
Would you rather swap wardrobes with Harry Styles or Justin Bieber? <sighs> can I can I this make this just like not super rapid one. fire? I love that Harry Styles explores so many different facets of, you know, gender expression through clothing and doesn't follow any rules. That being said, I'm not a fan of his fashion choices. Oh, so I'm going to have to say interesting. Justin Bieber because it's functional, I guess. Like, you know, just simple, functional. I'm so sorry. I love Harry Styles. He's so cool. But I, I personally would not wear any of his. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> any of the clothing. I hear you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you won't be, you won't be buying any pieces from his fashion line when he drops one eventually. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> That's he what I'm hearing. Mind. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He could pivot. He could pivot. And our last question for you, Hiram, thank you for being such a good sport, by the way. Would you rather <laughs> be a famous fashion designer or a famous musician? Oh, musician. Definitely. Oh, that's a hard one. But I'd say musician. The fact that like music can bring people to tears and move them and get them through some of the most difficult times in their lives. To me, that's magic. So that that would be super cool. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for playing with us and coming back <laughs> on the show and having a good old catch up. This is so much fun. Of course. Um, I loved it. So thank you guys so much much for having me. It's such a delight talking to you and you, you make the conversation so engaging and have such well thought out questions. I I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad we got to reconnect after two years. This is so much fun. And honestly, honestly, one of these days in person, Hiram, I'm sure of it, whether we're on a plane to Hawaii or we see you in New York or LA one of these times, that would be lovely. So until then, thank you so much. We're going to run up to you and give you a big anti-COVID hug. (laughs) Yes, I am here for it. I would love a good hug. So yeah, hopefully sometime soon we can meet in person. Awesome. Just a reminder, everyone, this is the pod swap. So we are on just a position podcast that's dropping tomorrow. If you love this chat, you're going to hear a lot more about it. Everybody get on Apple Podcasts, give just a position, a follow, rate, review. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.